getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. I think I got it. Oh, wait. That's not it. Is it working? Um, you're, you're, is that working? Because it was working just a minute ago. Welcome to South Coast tonight. <laughs> Welcome to South Coast tonight. These are working. Okay, we'll need to fix that and then... Yeah, we'll need to fix it for the next hour, but yeah. All right. Well, good evening, Marcus. Good evening, everyone at home. <laughs> hey. We started with a little technical difficulty. But we persevere. That's how you knew we were here. Yeah, exactly. That's why you know it's live. But the, but the show goes on. Yes. All right, so... Um, Chris. Marcus. Lot, lots lots been happening lately. So, a lot of good local news. Um, so much. I mean, really, the... The local news has really um, come alive in the last month or so in a way that it hasn't before, right? So, uh, I think we've laid a lot of groundwork here at WBSM. Yeah, um, and yeah it's up because of us. It's coming to fruition. <laughs> um, I thought um, that uh, the bass... Send out the bass. Send out the bass. Unleash the bass. bass. We unleash unleash the bass. We unleashed the bass yesterday, and the bass was at Adam Bass. That's our new contributor here at WBSM. He was live in council chambers. He was sending me updates, and he was calling in uh, to give updates on the vote, specifically the vote on Carol Pimentel to the Vogue Tech School Board. Uh, the vote that eventually failed uh, five to four. There were nine councillors present. Councillor Baptiste was was uh, was absent, and Councillor Dunn obviously has resigned. That is an ongoing special election. And by the way, a candidate in that special election, yes. Jake Ventura, he is going to be with us at nine o'clock for his in-person interview. If you'll remember, we allowed candidates to announce here if they wanted to, and then we allowed them an opportunity to come in for an interview. We've talked to six of the seven candidates. I'm going to reach out to the seventh. Uh, the reason I haven't yet is because. I wasn't sure where to go okay. because there was no social media presence or website or any. Everybody else has a social media website, something right. I can reach out to. This this particular person didn't, but I was able to get it. Did uh, you hire Ken Pittman to look him up? No. no. I, I, uh, Jack Spillane had it. Oh, all right. So Jack, all right. So Jack gave it. Jack gave me the, the, the phone number um, to uh, to call him. I just haven't had the time because I've been doing all this stuff. So uh, we will we will reach out to that candidate as well, uh, uh, Mr. Robinson, and uh, and see if he's interested. Can I in say it's in. not a good sign that you had to track him down? Yeah, that's my whole thing. So if I don't... Because I wouldn't have tracked him down. I'm not going to... Yeah, that's... Even pre, pre-illness, Chris wouldn't have tracked him down. No, that's it's typically not my thing. Right. But I know that Jack talked to him, right? right? So I said, well, if Jack, and I think Arthur Hirsch did too, and I said, well, if Jack and Arthur can talk to him, then they found a way to reach him, and I need to also find that way. They got it from the elections office. I like that. But I like it too. I just, you got to, 
have a online presence these days. Or a little, or, or be proactive. Yeah, the station's phone thousand. Yeah, reach out to reach um, out to me. My my email. My, right. I've given my email here. I've given I've given my email here. It's Marcus at townsquaremedia dot com. You can email me. Anytime you have a press release, Bob, uh, Bob Cabral actually had a press release on Carol Pimentel. Um, so if you have a press release, I will. We will talk about it. Right. Like Jake Ventura's press release. We're going to ask him about too. Jake uh, has a really sharp press operation. Really uh, sharp. He's, he's diving in on. He's chiming in on every issue. Every I think single it's important. One. Yeah. Uh, every single one. Yeah. So and, should he win the election? I think that bodes well um, for him and, and and for the city that he'll be keeping people up to date. You know, I mean, yeah. Marcus, as you and I know. This is a a business that requires outreach. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a politician, you, you can't just go into a shell. Yeah, politics is all about outreach. Right. But, so, the issue at hand here is, I mean, we've got a lot. We've got the Morad pay raise amendments. Yes. Uh, the ones that we're raising, uh, the ones that Morad had put forward to raise uh, three specific pays, including the animal control officer, the community services uh, director and the licensing director, uh, 50, $40,000 $50, um, So we got the Morad pay raise of amendments, and then we've got the walkout, which I guess resolved itself in a way. Yes. Um, but the reason Burgo walked out and Pereira walked out was because they didn't feel as though these nominees that were in front of this, in front of the council were going to have enough people to give them a, a, a fair vote. Right. So Burgo said if there's enough people there and there's a vote for these particular candidates, one being Carol Pimentel, mm-hmm. then that vote will um, – then, then uh, you know, he's – you know, he's – okay, that's it. That's that's the business. So Carol – I talked to Carol today. I know Carol. Um, I've seen her – I've seen her about town. And um, she was disappointed. Mm-hmm. She's very qualified, right? I would say so. Her resume – she's had a lot of serious jobs. I- um, I don't. I asked her, and by the way, for people who don't know, the the Vogue Tech School Committee is made up of people appointed by their elected officials to uh, two from Dartmouth, two from Fairhaven, three from New Bedford. Okay, Carol Pimenta was filling the seat that was left by uh, Attorney Pat Walsh. Right, great guy. Yes, that's a good guy. Big, big uh, Pat Walsh fan. But Pat Walsh left that 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 seat is now vacant, so New Bedford is missing a representative. And it was Carol Pimentel. And before we like get into it, I do want to read some of the qualifications. I said, hey, if you, you know, can you just rattle them off to me? You know, bachelor's at, uh, at SMU, which is now UMass Dartmouth. Right. Ba- uh, master's from BU, worked at UMass, uh, was the director of internal audit and administrative services at UMass. Worked for Mayor John uh, Bullard in the Office of Community Development. And, uh, you know, she said her, the big thing that she's and worked as uh, worked. Um, she was director of community development and was the city auditor for John Bullard. So very qualified for this position. I would say so. Now, some of the, one of the concerns that was being raised that she was on two boards, I asked her about it. And she says, yeah, I'm retired and I want to give back to the city. I thought that was the ridiculous thing, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I thought it was ridiculous when I heard John Mitchell um, explain it in his own, you know, he made light of it as well because it's, I, I don't see where, as he said, even if you accept that, it's a, it's an easily easily fixable thing. So you could just resign from one of the other boards and he would just reappoint appoint somebody else. But that's not even necessary. Right. It's not a conflict. 
No, it's well, not. I a look conflict. at anybody on that. That's not the conflict I'm curious the, about. The, the boards that she are, she's on are the community development, right? I think. Well, oh, uh, um, oh, the uh, redevelopment board, redevelopment authority, yep, and the economic development board. I don't see how those have any conflicts whatsoever with Vogue. I asked Ryan Pereira. Uh, Ryan was good. He gave me a quick and complete response to this. So I appreciate that. But I talked to Ryan today, Ward 6 counselor, one of the votes against her. Oh, he voted against her? Yeah, he said she was a very challenging decision. Uh, she she's continues to serve our community and, uh, well. She is qualified for the position. I will not be convinced otherwise. So she he's clear on her qualifications. Okay. He has said he's skeptical of the admissions policy. He did cite that as the reason. He told Mayor Mitchell and Carroll that he was concerned about it. And he said he discovered that she currently serves on two other boards, making this number three. I'm sure Carroll can handle the responsibility, but I personally do not believe anybody should serve on three boards. I asked him, has that ever been an issue? I know he's only been on the council for a year. Right. Celine Saravia who right. sits on Sleep's the driver. yep yep who uh, sits she's the head of the Clark's Point neighborhood she, she sits on problem properties yep, yep. exactly uh, appeal board she's a regular caller to our show in yes and the in and she's head of the Clark's Point neighborhood association right, right. which is in ward 6 yeah no yeah. i know i know so i just for people to know but he did say uh she sits on those two boards he's okay with two but three successive that seems arbitrary i was literally just going to say arbitrary right but I feel as though that's arbitrary. I think, <laughs> you know, there are, what are they? It's the, it's the, it's the 80, 20 rule, right? Quite frankly, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. So, <laughs> so I think that you're going to find True. there's a lot of um, people who serve on multiple boards. Well, Mitchell, Mitchell even said he has a hard time. He used to have people call him when he first was, was first elected to go on, uh, on these boards. And now he, he said this on Tim Weisberg's show. He has a weekly segment here on Tim's show. You should, you should always listen at 11 o'clock um, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. He said that um, he has to go out and find people. He never had to before. Marcus, when I was on the board of selectmen in Freetown, we had a lot of appointments to boards. We could never find enough people. And... Our, our qualifications were, were not as stringent as that. The time commitment wasn't as much. Look, people are busy. It's yeah. very difficult. I was elected to my position. Right. But I filled a vacancy right. first before I was elected. Then when another person had to step down, there was another vacancy. That person, uh, the person that ran, who's great. She's awesome. Ann Smith. She ran unopposed. Right. So that's a problem here, too. We have a ton of vacancies here. We've been able to get fully staffed on the Commission on Disability, but it's only after I did some serious outreach. You right, know? exactly. <laughs> I had to do look, some serious look. outreach. So the, the, this, it's uh, a problem again, everywhere. Again, now let me, let me just uh, back up for a second. Any counselor can vote for or against someone for their own reasons. Sure. I'm glad they're making those reasons known publicly. Let the public decide if they think those reasons are good or not. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, and again... Councilor Pereira, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that he's stating his reasons. I just don't happen to agree with. Him. I think that's I a agree. ridiculous exactly. agreement. Yeah. A ridiculous. Um, it's position. arbitrary, right? And, and again, if Carol Pimentel's spreading herself too thin, she'll raise her hand, right? Yeah, and it, I, and I, I doubt it's a question. You're not hoarding power. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, well, what what is the problem? Considering that those boards have not no intersecting, really. Yeah, exa- they don't. What what would be 
again, if we're going to look at conflicts, that's certainly not a conflict. I agree. It just it didn't make a lot of sense. Do we want to go looking for conflicts? Right, and I, I, that's what I feel. Counselors. Like. It seems like it was brought up, and it was another reason. Ian Abreu cited something similar, like we need to do more outreach for people with boards and all of that. Uh, I'm just asking them. She's been sitting there for months. Yeah, she's been sitting there for months. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't do any outreach. Well, that's the other thing. Like, oh well, we're cons- you know, <laughs> exactly. So, so the. Right? We're we're all under. It's the like Im- when your unemployment is running on. You go no no now you start looking for a job. Right? Let, I mean, let's 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 be. There, there's probably other reasons that they're not citing on the record. So I would say that that's the case, Marcus. There are other reasons, and they don't want to say it on the record. But, I don't see why. But one of those things that they're at least alluding to, right? Per said it outright. He doesn't like her position on the emissions policy. Fair enough. And well, he's being honest. Well, he's being honest. Um, Ian's going to get back to me on his position on the elections policy. But Maria, Maria Giesta, I talked to her for a little bit. She got back to me again, gave me a complete answer. She said what she said about it was she was she didn't feel as though Ms. Pimentel had a grasp on the emissions policy. Now, her and Naomi Carney had gone back and forth, apparently, on the emissions policy, yes. whether or not they had it. They disagreed, on, I guess, on what the emissions policy is right. or would be. Um, and they said that was a concern of theirs. But I asked her, like, well, you know, what's your consideration of the emissions policy? She said she's, she understands that there – She Maria said she believes that this the emissions policy at Vogue has worked for a long time. Okay. But she also understands that it has become problematic. But here's the thing. Vogue's emissions policy is, I think, the reason why – her, I think, is one of the reasons why it failed because it's been a very hot issue. Um, Mayor Mitchell has been the statewide leader on this. Yes, he had a, a letter that was signed by twenty-three other mayors in the Commonwealth to Desi some years ago, a couple of years ago, and said, "You guys need to change this. It's a, basically becoming a de facto private school," and it is. So Vogue's solution to this last year was to have, because they have 565-something slots, so they wanted to have 500 slots be their typical admissions policy where they consider grades, attendance record, disciplinary record, and then 65 were lottery, right? But that was ended up being, based on the numbers, counterproductive, Um uh, the superintendent, Mike Watson, who I reached out to today, by the way, um, uh, I talked to his, his administrative assistant. She told me he have, may have some time tomorrow. I asked just at least a comment on the record about what Mayor Mitchell said today, which is they're, what they're doing is discrimination is going to be subject to a lawsuit. The, the mayor was adamant and, um, you know, he certainly had his, his, his attorney hat on today uh, on Tim's show. Yeah. Um, he was not pulling punches and I believe what he said was, ask any civil rights attorney. This is a court case waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, so, so just messenger uh, message from a listener. Uh, she's a she was a uh, she's a force and someone who worked uh, with her at UMass Dartmouth. She's a force and a strong woman. Maybe they're intimidated by her uh, because. Well, I think it was mostly she strong women that voted against her. She doesn't take anyone's um, anyone's crap. Yeah, that, that I, I I don't know the one, but but. They were mostly strong women that voted against her. Uh, I, yeah, I right, agree. It was Maria Giesta, Naomi Connie, Linda Morad, 
They voted against uh, her. I, I, Those are all very strong my, women, too. You know, They're I, not intimidated. I've met Carol. I've had conversations with her. She's definitely a strong person, for sure. Yeah. And her, 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 her resume right. absolutely uh, uh, backs that up. But but those those women who voted against her are not intimidated by her. So the... I don't... No, yeah. I, I don't know her, but I'm just... I know those women so, on the council. So the... I think it's the admissions policy. I think that they don't want it to change... Mayor Mitchell wants a straight lottery system like the charter schools have because what he said was it's the only way it can be equitable because if you have what they're what they're trying to do now is they proposed it. It's in front of DESE, which is the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, which is, you know, there's a, there's a new there's a new chief. There's a new governor. There's a new education secretary. So this may play out differently than it has before. Yes. Um, the 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 education secretary now was a former superintendent of. A gateway city school, uh, gateway city school system, Lynn. Lynn, yeah, yeah. Lynn. So, so their new admissions policy. I watched the meeting. Their new admissions policy that they're proposing is, um, looking at it now. Uh, I took notes. All right, so they have a qualified lottery. Okay, explain that, Marcus. <laughs> so you get into the lottery if you have these admissions criteria. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> so, I, I liked I, it. I, I, I thought I thought that's cute. That's it's a, cute. It's a, that's he, cute. <laughs> Superintendent Watson in the meeting described it as a hybrid, um, a hybrid uh, 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 qualification. But the qualify first, they make you play limbo before you can, you can get in the lottery. Uh, 70, 70 or better in all four academic classes. A change from seventy five. Not chronically absent by Desi standards. Not have any violations of 37H, 37H, and H and a half. Uh, so a lot of that is expulsions, weapons. Uh, uh, found people found to have weapons uh, on on school premises, uh, and students who meet those criteria will be put into a lottery with 285 seats that will be drawn. Okay, then the rest of them is their selected criteria, which is the same thing. It's the so same. What thing. happens to the weapons, kids? They're not. A, they're, they're not. The considered. weapons kids can't go. The weapons kids can't go. Oh, because they said, "Well, what if they have a blowtorch? You know, are they going to torch people?" Like, um, you know, the weapons like, kids. Like, the, the, we- the kid, a kid who who may have a weapon on them in school. I like the weapons. Apparently, kids. will just grab a blowtorch like a stormtrooper and just start incinerating everybody in, in class. You know, two kids <laughs> pulled knives on me when I was in high school at a Poniquet. One kid ended up at Harvard. Yeah, the other kid. Um, Actually, became a woman, um, but that's well. The the, the <laughs> nothing to do with the two knife. The, the, but I'm, the, I'm telling you that the well the the whole one kid went to Harvard. The, the whole thing. The whole thing is is here's. I said that I had an argument with a caller yesterday, and it's difficult to convince me, and maybe other people are less convinced. That a diff- maybe other people are more convincible than me on this. It's difficult to convince me that a mistake that you make when you're 12 will should foreclose you from an opportunity that could change the course of your life in a positive way and the thing the mistakes that you make when you're 12 put you on an exorable path of transgressions for the rest of your life it, that doesn't make any sense to me and I, don't, I think most people would probably be you know when you, when it's explained would probably be like oh yeah you're right so marcus i told you the story on the way over my dad who was an administrator at new bedford high school and always used to talk about how Vogue is basically a private school yeah okay and back when they were complaining about this my dad died in 2003 so this has been going on a long time yeah, exactly. back before my dad died he used to say 
Folks always been like that. It's always been basically a private school. If a kid got in trouble at Voke, he goes, he'd be in my office registering at the high school. Yeah. A week later, right? Yeah. So my dad used to point out that when he got to Aponiquin High School as an administrator, one of the middle school principals called my dad and said, hey, when the eighth graders are coming over, we normally send a list over of the kids who've been a real problem here. That way you know who you're dealing with. Do you want me to send the list over? And my, this was before they even had fax machines, right? My father said, keep the list. I, yeah. I want to give every kid a fresh start. Exactly. I don't need to know if they didn't get along with you. They might get along with me. I don't need it. A new building, a new era, big change between eighth grade and ninth grade. Let's give them a fresh start. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not an educator, but I think my dad was pretty right about that, and he yeah. came with experience of that. So I do think, Marcus, as you say, there's a lot of change, and the mistakes you make at 12 should not cap your life yeah right now again i think it's good for Vogue to have very strict standards once you're in the school once you're there once you're there yeah and i do think that kids who maybe screwed up before they got there who recognize the opportunity and want a diploma from there may learn which is what they're there for to pay attention and and fly right Mm -hmm. if they don't well then that's that's their fault but i don't think excluding them is the proper way to provide a public education. And and here's the thing, even if you have to Tim said it earlier, um, when you take public money, when you take a pub when you're using a public resource, then you also have to assume the public problems, right. for example. So it's like I think you said this earlier, uh, it's not the educator it's not the kid's job to make the educator's life easier. It's totally not. And 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 what it looks to me, Marcus, is that but Maria, by the way, also said she got calls from uh, people, folk, um, educators, and teachers, and all that, and said that they didn't want her. By the way, she said that led, that led, that also that also lent uh, lent to her decision. So life is a lot easier, I would imagine, as an educator, um, if you can exclude the troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you never meet them, you'll never feel bad for them, right? Yeah. It's much easier to just slam the door in their face before you yeah. ever meet them. If you throw your clothes under their bed, your room's clean. There yeah, you go, right? right? Yeah. Um, so, so that's what it. I mean, I think that's the whole thing that's underpinning this this contentious fight for uh, just to, to fill that vacancy. And I wonder if. Oh, second of all, by the way, um, do you think it's ever appropriate for an elected official to publicly say that they're denying somebody because they're not young enough for a position? So, Marcus, that that I thought was remarkably honest um, and terrible. Yeah. At the same time, right? Um, Naomi Naomi Carney, who I like quite a bit, um, said that she wanted someone younger mm-hmm. than Mrs. P- Miss Pimentel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure you can say that. I mean, she did it, but I'm not sure you can say that's the reason you're voting against somebody. Um, it seems remarkably discriminatory. What if people said that about their city councilors? Right. right, but they can say that about the city council. Yeah, but that's the but thing. But you can't say you that can't about say it outright. You, know? you can't say it about an appointee. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I don't think you can say. I mean, in other words, I, I, I understand. And Naomi, I think was being honest. I appreciate the honesty, but I don't. It's not right. So it's Abchat. Like saying, you know, it's, Abchat from uh, William. You're not a parent. Parents want their kids in the safest, most academic environment possible. Okay, but here's the thing. Send them to table. Yeah, my um. Th- here's the thing. 
first of all, the whole you're not a parent. There are parents that agree with me, right? It doesn't <laughs> even parents, matter. It doesn't even matter. Send you like exactly. I mean, I went to a, I I went to Stang. I went to a private school. My parents were able to send me there, right? right. right? But. My but parents sent my brother to private school. They just didn't love it, me enough. To exactly. Send me to well, one. the thing is, it's, it doesn't matter because you you can't say, "Well, I want my kid to go to Vogue, but I don't want any others, you know, any other kids to go to any other parents if they're going to be a problem." The the Vogue isn't for. It's not what it's for. Send your kid if you if you that, feel you that might as well much ex- about it. Send your kid to private school. Mm-hmm. That's the answer. Yeah. You say I can't afford it. Well, then. Then, but you don't want the other kids to get an education because you can't afford to send your kid to a school you want us. You want to exclude? I mean, it's yeah, it does. It's totally ridiculous. It's not even. It's. it's I mean, I mean, I, I understand the feeling, but it's not a logical position. We try to think things through here. I get it. You go. I want to send my kid to the best school. We'll send your kid to Tabor. It's mm-hmm. only right down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Mortgage right. Your, mortgage your house. Send yeah. Send, send, yeah. Exactly. Because it's not. It's not everybody else's job to provide. Like it's not everybody else's job. To ensure that your kid, like that, that's it's 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 totally ridiculous. Well, look, that is condemning a kid before he's committed a crime. Yeah, I mean, if the kid, I Vogue, have the best and most special kid, and he deserves to be in a an environment where uh, you know it, it's 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 ridiculous that I can't give him. So the taxpayers have to. Um, <laughs> exactly. So so quite frankly, I, again, I think the Vogue is entitled to have high standards, particularly with the fact that they've got a lot of serious equipment over there, things mm-hmm. like that. So I do understand. For safety reasons and things like that, if a kid gets into Vogue and then they cannot follow the program, they have to go. I get that. But because there are a lot of things, you know, in that school that are not in regular schools. That being said, it's a public school. It's a public school. Exactly. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yes, hello? Hey. Yes. Yeah, hi. Um, I, you know, you're talking about the city council is talking about... Uh, she wanted a younger person, I, and I, I think you're, you're misconstruing her statements. I, I, she, I, it, this isn't age discrimination that she was guilty of. She, I think, what they she indicated was that she'd like a different perspective on the on the book school. But she communicated it is that she wanted somebody uh, between the finish, ages of thirty please. and thirty-five. Will you let me finish? Uh, she wanted a, a, a different. Um, perspective she wanted someone who had attended the new vocational high school not not an older person uh, all the old, old other people on there had attended the old vocational high school which is an entirely different educational facility um, and I don't think there's anything wrong in that we have a lot of 30 to 35 year olds who are smart what she said She's giving a specific mar- marker and age that she's preferring. She did say no, the old, no, uh, not so much the old vote kids. She wanted. Uh, she, she thought it would be a good perspective if if we had someone on the board that had attended the new school. Yeah, but there's which, people which is the school that they are the school committee for. Mm-hmm. She's not. So I, I don't. I don't. How can you call it? You know, uh, racist or discriminatory or all those names that you call these people. All she's saying is, don't you think it would be a good idea if we had somebody from the new Vogue 
to be a school committee member for uh, the new vote. I think you're. I think you're. I uh, think you've done a better job explaining it than she did. Exactly. I think what you're doing is is pre- presenting a euphemism for what she actually said. Not so much the old vote kids. We have a lot of thirty to thirty five year olds who are smart tradesmen who would be sitting on the board. Is what she said. So she did say not the old vote kids, but she did say she has no, a specific no, no, age think, marker for it. I think it. she indicated that in, in private conversations. I, maybe she didn't come out and say it. She said maybe it in a meeting. She, maybe she wasn't all that articulate in, in yeah, you, expressing her opinion, but I. But this is my understanding of where she was coming from. So not so official. Before you, you know, before you castigate her and then sentence her and, and, and have her head chopped off. <laughs> She's I, an elected I, official I making think, a comment on the record. I don't think that that's that big a deal. Uh, to want somebody who attended the new vocational high school to be a member of the school committee on the new vocational high school. And that's pretty much all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the call. No, I mean, look, I think the caller did a better job articulating the Naomi's position than, than Naomi did. Yeah. Um, because the, the way it came out um, was that we want younger people on the board. 30 to 35-year-olds. She gave a specific right. age that she wanted. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, the what, what, look what, what it comes down. It's to, a difference between what you mean and what you say, and what she said is what she she said. Right, thirty to thirty five year olds. Right, it, it just is what it is. You got to if you're an elected official and you're speaking on the record in a public meeting, you have to craft what you say in a way that can't be interpreted as discriminatory, and that very clearly on his face can be. And then um, they killed the woman's nomination. The um, what's interesting, Marcus, is this comes back again to an attendance issue. Mm-hmm. Look, um, the ward four counselor he should have been there. Yeah, he should have been there. Well, he, I asked him; he hasn't responded yet. I, I did ask him why he wasn't there, um, but uh, Barry does have the attendance records of the city councilors, and some are more. Uh, some are more there than others, right? <laughs> and and the one one of the top less there people uh, left because they couldn't make that commitment, right? Yeah. I thought Dunn did the right thing when yeah. when he said, "Look, I, I you know I, I I can't do it." Yeah, so he resigned. Yeah. Um, he would have been a vote for Pimentel, but he'd already but, done yeah. the right thing and resigned. Um, which kind of lends to the point that Burgo was trying to make that maybe this was kicked down the candle, the kick the can, this was kicked a little bit because. If, if she got brought up, like, in the summer, whenever she was nominated, she would have passed. So the mayor brought that up today. He actually, his his appearance with Tim Weisberg, for those of you who missed it, you can hear it on the podcast, um, is, is worth listening to. Because the mayor, basically, well, not basically, he outright called Naomi a liar. Mm-hmm. When she talked well, to you the other she, night. Yeah, she came on with an hour for me. She took calls. She answered my questions. But Which is not normally how he speaks. No, he he's not. He said that's not true. Like he just basically straight up said that's not true. Yeah, right. That, that these have been languishing there for a long time. Yeah, and it's it's a matter of public. As you point out, it's a matter of public record. You just go back and read the old agendas. They're all right there online. Mm-hmm. Dennis Farris does a nice job on. Who's a city clerk uh, organizing those things? You can go see them. They're all right there, one right after the other. Um, so you can follow the progression. Uh, the committees are there. All the agendas, the minutes, they're all online. So if you're boring or interested in it like marcus and i you 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 have the opportunity to go look at all these records and you could see the progress or lack of progress of these individual nominees yeah and i do think the mayor is right when he points out people should not be treated 
Just because he nominates you does not mean you get appointed. I agree no. with that. And I think I think it's refreshing that the city councilors are asking actual questions of nominees, right? Certain ones. It's amazing that right, right. It's yeah. amazing that they got down to the nitty gritty with Ms. Pimento on the policy. It's good. Right? Yeah. They don't do that enough, I don't I don't think. Yeah. Because a lot of these people, they just pass them through to the boards. Then they they get which is what Jake Ventura's position is on the Board of Health. Yeah. Kavanaugh, Miss Miss Kavanaugh, I think it, Pamela Kavanaugh yeah. was appointed last night. Unanimously. Unanimously. They didn't ask her a single question. Yeah. Not a question about parallel products. Yeah. Would one. Not a question about parallel products. She'll be voting on a parallel products question, likely. Yeah. And the safe injection sites. Not yeah. a question about the safe injection sites. Yeah. Which she very likely could be voting on. Not a question about any other policies that, that you would think the city council is concerned with. Right. It shouldn't be <laughs> you and I and Jake Fincher, who's not even on the council, coming up with these questions. They ought to dream them up on their own. Let's take a break. No questions, Marcus. BSM. And welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Farrow is here as well. And we're talking about local New Bedford issues, the city council vote last yeah. night. The city council vote, which uh, for Carol Pimentel, who was a long-serving member of the community, and, uh, you know, basically it was to the Voke Tech School Committee. The Voke Tech School Committee is made up of people from New Bedford, Dartmouth, Fairhaven, all sent to this committee by their elected uh, by elected officials in town. Now... We've been saying this, and I think you know it's entirely true that a lot of this nomination, this this difficulty in nomination process, is underpinned by a disagreement between the mayor and the vote uh, tech administration, yes, and the city council, some members of the city council at least, on the vote emissions policies, right, which have come down from the state. Vote is one of the. They've got a letter from Desi that, by the way, I I have it here. I read it. Um, saying that their their admissions policies or the change that they made in their admissions policy last year was not good enough. Okay. And it didn't have the intended effect of, you know, they said that there are certain uh, communities that may be um, disparately uh, affected, you know, protected classes that were disparately affected by their admissions policy. Now, one of the... And that was from the Baker administration. That was from the Baker administration, exactly. That has yeah. changed. Right, exactly. So that was from... Jeff Riley, who is the commission, Desi commissioner, they get appointed by the board, but the board gets appointed by the governor. And now that there is, again, uh, a new chief executive, a new education secretary, I think the tenor of what Jeff Riley might be doing might be changing. And, um, I mean, if he wants to keep his job, I'm sure it's going to. So, Marcus, the rea- as we were discussing on the ride over, the reality of it is, is that the New Bedford school budget is picked up by the state of Massachusetts primarily. Well, that's the other thing, and, and uh, let's just before you, uh, someone on the someone on the vote, uh, vote school board was was like crying. That, oh, they're attacking us. They're attacking us. But but the state pays the bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think is going to be the first thing the state does after they've warned you a couple times? Yeah. About what you're doing with their money. Yeah. Exactly. Right? You're not following the law. Yeah. We're not going to give you the money. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Yeah. And what? And, and look, the mayor agrees with the state. It could be a situation. It, he does agree with the state. Now, so who's going to defend you? In the yeah, right. well, I mean, what I'm saying here is <laughs> yeah. that is, is that you've got a problem. The mayor's trying to correct it, mm-hmm. as he said. He's trying to resolve this before it ends up in court. Yeah. 
And I think you folks, the taxpayers... Burgo said the same thing. ...ought to... And, and, and Burgo is great, but he's not a former U.S. attorney. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 this yeah. is the mayor. He's yeah. a former U.S. He knows of what he speaks. Yeah. And the mayor is trying to look... And it's not because he's bullied by the state or he, or he feels intimidated. If he thought he had a case... He would defend his position. He, he lobbied he knows, the state. <laughs> right, right. He knows the position's wrong. He thinks it's unfair. And I don't like to use that word, but, you know, um, it's inequitable and it's illegal. Yeah, right. And he wants to change it. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and the fact that you have people who say, we don't care. Yeah, right. And we're going to... We work for the mayor or the school board. We work for Voke, but we're going to say no. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to lobby the city council. Yeah, to get them to do it for us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because, because we're afraid the mayor's going to fire us be, if he hears be, what we're doing. Because by the way, December thirteenth, I believe, was a school committee meeting. That's the same day that the appointments and briefings meeting was held for Carol Pimentel's nomination. So, strange coincidence that. These meetings were set, not saying that they timed it up exactly, but you could time it up to say, okay, well, she won't get there by the time this vote comes in. Okay. Right. And, and they and, and while they're debating, they had a subcommittee meeting and debating all of this. She clearly, I mean, when I talked to Carol today, what she said was she's in favor of the straight lottery because it's really the only way to ensure that this is not being treated as a de facto private school. So I think that's the mayor's position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... I talked to the mayor. The people today. who work for the school department don't like it, though. The people that, yeah, right. The people that work for the the people on the Vogue School Committee, as it stands, most of them, uh, the people at the Vogue School School Committee, as it stands, don't like it. One guy voted. Yeah, I mean, the it, it passed six to two. Two people voted against it. One person did say he said reluctantly, yes, like when he voted for it. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, another guy who did vote for it said um, that they're attacking us. And I think they all. They all felt like they were forced into this vote for this policy, but this policy on its face, and maybe I'll get some more explanation, on its face, this policy doesn't seem to change anything because if you're putting, if you're having uh, criteria. So you can't get to the lottery stage unless you pass the criteria that exists now. (laughs) I mean, I think it's a cute trick. I wish I could take credit for it, but, but it, that, you know, look, and again, I get it. Change is slow. And things that used to work don't maybe work anymore. You don't, and you know, you say, so I understand hanging on to traditions, things like that. But when you have the mayor who has the best interest of the city at heart mm-hmm. saying, guys, this, this policy not only doesn't work for our city, it's illegal. Yeah. Let's change it mm-hmm. before we're forced to change it. And remember, you're always better off making the changes at the local level than you are by having a court change them for you. Yes. And I, and I, I hesitate to bring this up, but I think it's appropriate. The busing situation in Boston. Was it better? Obviously not. When Judge Garrity started, 
deciding where kids go to school, when a federal judge was deciding that what kids should go to what schools. No, of course it wasn't. It would have been better off if the lo- but the locals refused yeah. to make any kind of reasonable changes. Yeah. So that right. Um, and they threw rocks at the buses. Well, yeah. that was after the buses <laughs> yeah, started, after the buses. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, when you. You, when you have the opportunity to make reasonable change at the local level, you're much better off doing it than having someone take you to Drag court. you kicking and screaming. And then have some outside administrator or federal judge put new standards on your community. There were. I talked to Mitchell today. Um, I, I was at the, at the station. I talked to him today. And he said that there were six school committee, uh, school, uh, Vogue school boards. I mean, the Volk uh, schools that got a letter out of like 36, right? Six of them. So it's not ridiculous to say that the state could intervene in a way that they, you know, in a way that most people might recoil at, like perhaps like a Providence school system situation where they where they put it in receivership. Listen, we got to take this break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSM, where freedom of speech lives. Would you like to save? If information came with a nutrition label, then you'd know if what you're consuming has the right mix of verified facts, credible sources, and relevant context. But news and information doesn't come with a label. It's on us to develop a healthy news diet ourselves. Let's all resolve to strengthen our news literacy so we can make healthier choices about what news and information to consume, share, and act on. Test your news literacy fitness with our quiz at newslit.org. Exercise your right to be well-informed and get News Lit Fit. You don't have to stick by your radio to hear all of South Coast tonight. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or download their podcast. South Coast Tonight continues now. So I, we're going to definitely continue this conversation into the 8 o'clock hour, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, look, look, guys, this is a very, very important conversation for a lot of levels. But again, I will say this, Marcus. I applaud the, the city councilors for actually asking the board nominees, at least this one, some questions. Yeah. It's long, long overdue. Mm-hmm. They probably should have been asking more questions for years. Yeah. They've just been rubber stamping the mayor's appointments for years. Yeah, and this one they this one they didn't. This one they had a particular uh, issue with. Um, but what's motivating them? Yeah, that's what's what's behind them. Who's got the pitchfork that's pushing <laughs> yeah. them forward? Yeah. Well, Naomi talked about how involved she was, how involved she's been in Vogue, and she has two kids that went to Vogue, and they're they, they're great kids, and they are great kids. I know them well. Yeah. Um. But Sean's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Sean's a Sean's a fellow uh, barrister. But um, but uh, it's it's really like. You know, it's hard to separate that. Like that's that's what's influencing your decision. You know, like- so my well, I think what we 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 know both I think on and off the record is that the administration does not agree with the mayor's plans, and they're trying to stop it. Yeah, I find that to vo- be incredibly outrageous. Yeah, and the vo- the Vogue School Committee it, it also doesn't either. Well, I get look the Vogue School Committee. It, they're appointed officials. They have their opinions, and some are from out of New Bedford. Yeah. So I get it. They can have their own opinions. They're representing their communities. Yeah. Um, and the New Bedford ones are the mayor's appointees. He's been there a long time now. He's, those are all his appointees. Yeah. Um, but I mean the administration. Yeah. At least some people in the administration are lobbying the city council. The New Bedford appointees voted for the new admissions policy, at least, by the way. So... Um, it was a Dartmouth and a Fairhaven appointee that voted no. So the, some of the city councilors are being lobbied by people from within the Vogue system yeah. to oppose the mayor's plan. 
Yeah. That's, that's what's exact, going on. That's exactly it. We've got to take one more break. The WBSM app is everything. 60500 is how you can join us this evening. Again, we're going to carry this conversation the next hour, but if you want to talk about like the Morad pay raise amendments. Those Morad pay raise pen, payment, uh, pay raise amendments, Marcus, are to, 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 causing to, outrage across to, the Yeah, city. to bump three salaries, $50,000. And to combine it all, so the mayor has no choice. Yeah, to to put it in a package. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know a counselor could propose a motion to sever those, and um, and uh, then they could reconsider it. Right? I think that'd probably be a reasonable thing to do. I think. It, I think if I was one of the counselors who obviously didn't think this through, um, didn't have the public feedback that they've got now before they did it. Yeah. I think I would separate myself from the herd. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think I would... Because people are going to run on this. People are very upset with this. They're very upset. Um, 50000 And again, it's not about the people that got the raises, but $50,000 bump. Mm-hmm. That's more than the average wage family, you know, the average person in the city earns annually. Yeah. It's, it's really, really insulting. It is. It's totally... It's enraging. Um, and it's more than what you're paying the animal control officer in the city of Boston. 